Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Birch Show. All right, the most bizarre email last week, man. This is the first of this kind that we have received because we've been talking about AI quite a bit, and it is scary. Yeah, the artificial intelligence has gotten super intelligent here as of recent. I mean, it can write anything that you want for it. Students now are going there and saying, hey, you know, write me a study on blank biology or whatever. And the thing just writes it all out for you. Um, we played with a little bit when it came to like stand up comedy, which it sucked at. But at least it put together a set. Right. So the email here we got is, hey, Bertso, I got a really weird one for you. And that's for sure. I've been married uh, to my wife for almost four years. We've had what I would describe as a pretty successful marriage. Marriage. We've had hard patches, but nothing crazy or out of the norm. We're both in our mid-20s and are focusing on getting our careers going. With that being said, we both work quite a bit, but always manage to find time for each other. Well, lately, I've noticed that my wife has been spending a lot more time on her laptop than she usually does. At first, I didn't think a whole bunch about it, but it got to a point where it's almost like I didn't exist. We have a small part of the day we can actually spend together, so it was just odd that she suddenly wanted to be glued to her computer. So I got nosy one day and decided to look on her laptop and see what she's been spending so much time on. As I opened her computer, I saw that her webpage was on ChatGPT. That seems to be the most popular AI that, that mm -hmm. most are using right now. So I started looking around and found her previous conversations with it. And what I saw was the absolute capital letters absolute last thing i was expecting she was having explicit sexual conversations with chat gpt <laughs> like role play scenarios where they were describing very specific things they were doing to each other i scrolled and i scrolled and i scrolled and it went on forever he writes pages of it it's ai foreplay <laughs> Well, well. yeah, so, yeah, I, okay, we can That's debate that only, in a second, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I've used ChatGPT in the past, and I know it limits its responses to not be inappropriate and has strict guidelines that it follows, so I was beyond confused. So I did some research, and apparently there is a way to, quote-unquote, jailbreak 
chat GPT, basically meaning you can make it drop all of its guidelines and make it do and say whatever you want. I honestly don't even know how to approach this situation. How do I bring it up? Is it cheating? Am I the first person in the history to be cheated on <laughs> with AI? Wow. What do I do? So one eight five five virtual if you guys have some kind of advice. But this is the first one of these we've gotten. Wasn't there a movie where some guy had a relationship with Siri? I feel like this is just the 2023 version of that. It was jo- mm. it starred Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. It was called Her. Her. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So um, what was your question before we were going to debate? It, it, it's, it's essentially like AI foreplay. So because it's maybe she's just using it to get in the mood to either take care of herself or before she's with her husband. So if this scenario was her going online and looking at pictures for you guys is that to get her in the mood, either way, it's a problem, right? If, it, if this is what you need to get you in the mood, but... In well, the- everybody has their own kinks and maybe she has an AI kink. It's a new one. Well, look, hold on. Brand new. Now, if Bart is fresh out the place. It still has that new AI spell. (laughs) (laughs) Look, if if Bart was going online to get in the mood before being intimate with you in any way, shape, or form over and over and over again, that's not like a, a kink. That's a problem. Well, for some people, it's a, it depends on it depends on the person that's in the relationship how you view it. It it it's, it depends on your perspective. For some, it just may be a kink, and that's what gets them turned on and gets them going. And for others, that may be an issue that you need to do something like that before being with me, and I can't be your kink. Well, this takes up a totally different conversation. But if you got a kink that you have to have before you and I get intimate, that is a that is a problem in our relationship. And it's a problem in mine too, but it may not be a problem in everybody's. Mm. I think the difference here is that it doesn't sound like he's getting any action out of this. It sounds mm. like mm-hmm. the little time that they could be spending together, yeah. she's choosing to talk to her little internet boyfriend. So this is a good point here. Alex, good morning. Thanks for joining the convo. What do you got? I don't think it's cheating. Because? I really don't. Keep going. Why? Um, there's a lot of women's books out there that really go deep into some sexual things. Erotica novels. So there's his point right there, which I don't think is a bad one at all. So if she's reading a book, right, Mm -hmm. and it's a romantic novel or it's something a little bit more graphic. Oh, this is Fifty Shades of AI. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole new world. Essentially. But if you were reading a book like that and getting all frisky, you wouldn't even think twice about it, right? No, it's... Personally, out the gate, I don't feel I don't feel like this is cheating. All right, but I do feel like in a marriage, and this is something that she's hiding from you. <sighs> but again, are you supposed to come clean to your husband if you're reading erotica novels? Like we always talk about independence. You, you always talk about independence in a relationship, right? Like you have your thing, I have my thing, but we also have we're also a unit together as well. So in my gut, I don't feel like this is cheating. Um, I'm sure it was very off-putting for you to read this and she's describing doing things to a a fictional person when she could be doing those things to you rather than writing about it. So I I understand like the hurt and the confusion behind all of it. And I do feel like it's worthy of a conversation. I just don't feel like it's cheating. The difference between the AI and like an erotic novel or whatever is that it's so interactive 
I mean, you know, you're saying something and there's someone saying something back. And even though we know it's not a real person, it is an intelligence. It's artificial intelligence and they can involve. So that's where it feels weird because if she was do- having these conversations with another man, like all of us would be like, absolutely, hands down, uh-huh. this is problematic. But it's a machine. So at the end of the day, I don't think it's <laughs> cheating, but I do think it's this weird, uncomfortable gray area where you're like, hey, I feel like we should converse <laughs> about this or be it be us together or just have a conversation about it. I would absolutely have feelings about this. I wouldn't be able to describe them, but I would have feelings <laughs> about it. You know what? Go to chat GPT and yeah, ask them right. what your feelings are about it. <laughs> hey, Robert, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Thanks for joining the combo. What's up? Hey, yeah, I kind of want to like back up what she just said. Yeah, no, it's not a real person, but I kind of feel like it's a conversation that you need to have because there's something that she clearly wants and that she doesn't really know how to say it to him. But she, he just needs to approach it calmly and, you know, try and make sure that they're both in the same headspace. That way they can get into an understanding together. And I just, and that one caught me really off guard. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, this <laughs> is the too. first of its yeah. kind that we've received like this. I mean, That's different. One more. <laughs> yep. Allison, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi, um, uh, I think it's a little bit different than erotica, I'm not going to lie. Um, although it's not a real person per se, she's having a conversation. It's like going online, it wouldn't be incredibly different than going online and talking to another person and talking about what you're going to do to each other and things like that. That's, that's different to me than reading pages. I mean, depending on the couple, you have different boundaries, but this is someone actually coming back with to her, making comments. But it's not a person. A but it, yeah. but yeah. it's not a person. It's the computer. It's the it's it's a robot. AI. It's robot. It is a robot, but she's using it as someone to talk back to her, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's coming back with responses to her, even if it's real or not. It's It's two steps away from just going to find somebody to talk to sexually that isn't your spouse. Right. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, if I caught, caught, if I saw my husband reading like some book and it had some erotic scenes in there, I literally would not think twice. Me neither. If I caught him sexting a bot, because <laughs> that's what it is, I would be like, okay, listen, <laughs> listen, take those words, move it over to a text chat with me, yeah. your real human wife, and then we can converse that way. I, I would have a problem yeah, with it. Yeah, this feels like a gateway to something. It's I just not- don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not cheating, but I got a problem with it. The Burt Show. All right, Kaylee, you're getting C-blocked right now from your wife. But it has nothing to do with sex. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So um, I got my wife a new car recently because her car was was in need of repairs. And I was like, well, it's got a bunch of miles on it, you know, and she found a car. Okay. Uh, Can I ask a question here real quick? You may. Uh, when you say you got your wife a new car. Thank well, you. we got our wife a new car. Okay, so you guys. We got my wife a new car. All right, so it's not like you paid for the entire thing. Both you guys are yeah, working. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I, I just we, wanted clarification because that could change things. There's mm-hmm. a difference. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, I get it all the time. I'll say I, and she's like, <clears throat> excuse me? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we. Yeah. Ours. Yeah. You know, it's mine. Yours. Ours. As a house- Everything's yours. Yeah. No, as a household, you all decided she was in need of a new car, especially for <laughs> to transport the kids. Yes. That is the difference. That, mm-hmm. I mean, my ex-wife used to say my house while we were married. And I'm like, Do, I live here too, right? It's our, it's our house, right? And it's and a very, like, very, very fine house. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I get called out for that all the time. I just don't see what the big deal is. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. Then Whatever. say it. Anyway, Hours. so uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> so um, she got a new car, and 
after, you know, she took possession of it, I started thinking to myself, well, my car. <laughs> see how I'm saying my car? Because it's my car. It's the car you drive. Correct. I mean, her car, her car. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm like, my car's getting up in miles now. And um, I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years back, it was many years back, she was trying to block me on getting the car that I have currently. Mm-hmm. So, and what was her reasoning on that? I, I don't remember. Um, not needed, I guess. Just unnecessary. Uh, unnecessary. Um, car you're cruising around with is fine. Yeah, we don't want to spend the money. You don't on need that. A, a Hemi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. but it makes me happy, and so I start just you know perusing. You know what might what options there might be. And you're also feeling like, okay, she just got a new car, so maybe I'm entitled to a new car also because she what she wanted? Well, that's not the reason, but, I mean, my car is getting, my car has, the car I'm driving now has more miles than the car she just replaced. I mean, it's almost got 150,000 miles on it. So repairs at that level of mileage will mm-hmm. start coming, and it's like, how much do you want to invest into the, the car Maybe it's time to upgrade. And so the car that I'm looking at, she's just not feeling. It's not practical. And I'm like, it's a full-size sedan. What's not practical? So you can be in there. She can be in there. The kids can be in there. Same setup as I already have in my car that I have currently. She's just not standing for it. Mm -hmm. So the other day... And I take what she says into consideration. That's very kind because of you. I'm a loving husband. And, uh, and before you continue, how much, how much input did you have in the car that you all purchased for her? None. Oh, none. I mean, okay. She saw it uh, yeah. because she was getting repairs. She saw it on the lot. Actually, it was a car that we drove when we were in San Diego, and we both loved it. And this was like a year ago. And so she told me about it, and we made it happen. It does have a lot of legroom because he hauled me and um, Aaron and my friend Amy around for the not so bitter ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. No, it's they nice. just bought it. It's a very nice car. Yeah, but I didn't, I mean, that was what she wanted. Yeah. So that's what baby wants, baby gets. Right? Oh, and what does baby Kaylee want? Well, I would like a. Um, it's called the Hellcat. Okay. It sounds practical. It's very practical. <laughs> For a family of five. It's, it oh, is, family it is a full-size sedan. I'm not saying I'm trying to get a two-seater that can hold five. And, Comfortably? Okay. Oh, yeah. What kind of car is it? A Hellcat? What is it? A Ford? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with the Charger wide-body Hellcat. Okay. Mm-hmm. SRT. So, <laughs> oh, right. oh. For, for yeah. a sedan, if these prices are right, this is not well, what not I would a brand new one. expect from a sedan, price-wise. What I'm seeing, a used with twenty eight thousand miles is eighty five k. No, you can get you can get better than that. No, you can get better than that. Yeah. Uh, why, what, why the Hellcat, Kaylee? Why the, hell? why the Hellcat? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Okay. Look at it, it looks like a. It, it looks like a very. Fast freaking car. It is fast. I mean, it looks like For a sure. race car. I know? like to go from red light to red light very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassie, but, I'm looking at the same car. If you go over to get a new one, uh, that's a hundred thousand dollar car. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I could. I know. I found them. No, I'm thinking like 2016. Like I'm not talking okay. 2020. 
Oh, so like eighty k instead of nah, 100? you can get them for like sixty, and then I'm gonna make money on my car. So <laughs> what I'm gonna be paying probably about forty. Forty two is probably what I'll end up <laughs> having to come up with oh. anyway. Is that more than what you all put into her new car? Uh, just a little, not much, <laughs> not much. Almost I mean, a little. So I mean, they're within like seven or eight grand. Look, I, I think right. your wife is a very practical person. So what is she saying that like, no, you can't have the Hellcat? She just says that she's like, she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. that's it. That's yeah. it. Just no. No. Yeah. She's not gotta practical. Give you re- <laughs> she's got to give you reasons. <laughs> what, Cass? I'm Team Kaylee on this one. I don't Thank know. You, I don't know your financial setup, so I that would be a big consideration. But I do think sometimes there's a practical. But then life is for fun, and if driving a Hellcat is gonna be fun for you, and you work hard, and yeah, you can afford Cassie. it financially without go. being strapped, I say go for it. You I'm, live one life. I'm saving all that and sending it to her. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to rename it. I think. I just feel like you're leaving <laughs> stuff out because no. I know you. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what like, I'm thinking too. <laughs> Like the pussycat or something. Yeah. She might be all right with that. Yeah, we'll call it the pussycat. My husband's not driving one of those either. <laughs> the Burt Show. Hi, Kristen. The email is... They're thinking about kicking the parents out of the house. Yeah, because um, they heard our conversation. You remember it wasn't that long ago we had the segment about debating if... Um, those people on, I think it was either TikTok or Instagram saying that their daughter had graduated. Yeah. She wasn't going to go to college. So in the next month, she was going to have to start paying rent. And if she couldn't pay rent, they were going to kick her out. People were outraged. <laughs> so we had this debate and everybody was like, yes, time to learn some responsibility. You can't, you know, you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to learn learn to get on, get on in the real world. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Look how well you're doing. I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to learn how to figure some stuff out on your own. And you guys were like, absolutely. And then I said, I held your feet to the fire and we're like, okay, your kid doesn't pay rent. Are you kicking him out? Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that nah. I wish I would have called my dad out now that you said that, too, when he told me he would have kicked me out. I wish I would have really called his bluff. Because the, the only controversy there for me was, like, they were only giving her one month, right? They Correct. Said, you got one month. Now, my kid would have a couple more months than that. But at some point, I'd have to have the balls to go, okay, then get out. I would. I'd have to. At some point, I'm, I mean, you can, can only be a helicopter parent, you know, so long. At some point, you got to say, go, go, go figure it out yourself. But what if you push them out the nest and they crash? Well. No. It's <laughs> a sad thought. <laughs> it just got dark. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, you you want to just get to the email? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking about like how nervous I was for Hayden to go yeah. to college because he gave me no indication at all that when he left the house, he was going to live. Uh, <laughs> and he got to college and he was absolutely fine. Not only that, he flourished. So it wasn't a purposeful push. It was one that he went to this college and he ended up flourishing. So sometimes I think it's going to be way worse than it really is. They got to find themselves. Hey, Bert Show, longtime listener, first time emailer. I heard your segment about whether or not you would kick your kids out if they didn't pay rent. I'm in a similar situation, but it's my parents. My mom and stepdad moved in with me and my husband in February. Their agreement was they would pay half the mortgage. That would also cover their bills. The reason for moving in with us is because my stepdad lost his job, so he's opted for early retirement. My mom doesn't work. They were renting a condo and decided not to renew the lease. They're wanting to retire to Florida or South Carolina. 
while they look for a place, they're staying with us for an undetermined amount of time. We all get along well, and I honestly didn't think twice about it. I love my mom and stepdad and was eager to help them out. As an only child, I I did feel a slight obligation to help out, but was happy to do so. And my husband has been awesome throughout the process. Here it is June, and we haven't seen a payment for June or May. My husband and I have had lengthy discussions about this, but I'm embarrassed to admit I haven't brought it up to my parents. To make matters worse, they've taken weekend trips to Savannah and Charleston, yet haven't bothered to pay rent. Uh-oh. How do I even approach this conversation? I've known my stepdad since I was nine. My mom said, and my mom and he have been there for me through the good and the bad. Do I let this go? Or do I ask them for the rent? Do my husband... Um, do my husband and I ask them together or will that feel like we are ganging up on them? I absolutely hate confrontation and never imagined being in this position. You think they just forgot? I mean, they're old, but not that old. <laughs> thanks in advice. Uh, thanks in advance for any advice you can give. Uh, this makes me want to throw up. I, it does me too, because I hate confrontation as well. Well, I hate confrontation and I also really hate any kind of confrontation or negotiation when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. I just I hate talking about those things. But it's clear that they're getting taken advantage of. I mean, if they're going on these vacations and they're not paying rent, I mean... There's got to be a reason. I mean, in the real world, right, they they would lose their house, but I, there's no way. So you say just put an eviction notice on their door? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I, 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 there's no way. Like I can see, I can envision, I can fantasize about me telling my kid, like, you got to get out of here, man. It's been four months. You don't have a job. Go find your way. But telling my parents that, and I don't even dig my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I still couldn't do that. I, I don't think I could do this either. I, mean, I would like to think that I can really sit my parents down and talk to them about anything. And I think I should be motivated because when the roles were reversed and I was younger, they had no qualms about telling me that I wasn't doing something. So I would, I would want to return that energy. But knowing that I actually lived under their roof for as long as I did without having to pay anything, <laughs> I probably just would eat this one. The thing is, is that they've already agreed that they would pay half the mortgage. Like, there's already a conversation. So if you bring it up to them, just be like, hey, remember when you said you would pay? Just send them, like, a Venmo request or something. Like, <laughs> this could be done in one conversation. It, it's really weird how they're the ones that are feeling uncomfortable when they're in the right. I know. They it's- allow the parents in the house. The parents haven't paid. It's the parents that should feel uncomfortable, and yet here they are, and I get it, I'd feel the same way, that they're uncomfortable with the conversation, even though they're perfectly within their rights. So, I don't know. The Bird Show. Hi, right, Kristen. The Martha Stewart boomerisms are back <laughs> in a big way. All right, so Martha Stewart recently rampaged against remote work, and some people kind of took it as an old school boomer rant, right? It like, is. why aren't people going into the office anymore? When- Come in, clock in at nine, leave yeah. at five. So um, this started Gen Z putting together a list of boomerisms. So um, I asked uh, the, the Burr Show youth group if they had any <laughs> they wanted to add, the interns if they had any, wanted that, uh, any they wanted to add. But this is a list from BuzzFeed that put this list of boomerisms together. And for example, one of them is, boomers love calling salads rabbit food. (laughs) (laughs) Boomers hate the plastic bag ban. Boomers have to sit motionless in front of a football game for six hours. Boomers hate it when you rely on GPS. 
Why do boomers hate when people sit on tables? That one I don't really understand. People are sitting on tables? Yeah, that one, that was a little random. Boomers love pointing out the holes in your jeans. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) That is, I had a a distressed um, sweater. Um, And it does, it it looks like malls got at it, right? But I bought it that way. Every single boomer I ever came across felt the need to point out the holes in my sweater. Like, I did not know they were Oh, no, there. here's the line. Here's the line. You didn't pay full price for that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, it's not wow. even a whole sweater. You oh, didn't pay full God. price for that. There's not as much material. <laughs> boomers hate paying their bills online. Boomers love calling a signature a John Hancock. <laughs> oh, or an autograph. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Boomers hate avocado toast. Pumpkin spice and kombucha. Mm. <laughs> Boomers love licking their finger before turning the page. Yeah, yeah. Boomers hate participation trophies, but love world's greatest dad bugs. <laughs> these are these are solid. Boomers hate millennials until they're locked out of their iPad and can't play Candy Crush. Boomers love texting to tell you your voicemail is full. Boomers love to knock on a locked bathroom doors. So do toddlers, FYI. Boomers love to share fake controversial posts that say, I bet you won't share this. <laughs> oh my God, that one drives me nuts. <laughs> boomers hate being called boomers. All right, so does anybody else have any of that they would like to add? The only one that I have re- um, has to do with uh, entertainment. And I hate when old school boomer directors say that, uh, A, um, Superhero movies aren't real movies. Mm. And B, uh, it's not a movie if it's not on a big screen. Oh. Uh. Like if it's on Netflix, uh. it's not a real movie. Come on, dude. <laughs> Those days are way over. Way over, right? You know what I think boomers love? And this happens to me every time I go out with like my dad or like an older uncle. If we're out to dinner and they completely finish off their meal and the waitress com- comes over and says, how was it? They go, ah, oh, I just hated it. Oh, yeah. Every single time. Every single time. And they finished everything. There's yep. nothing left. Uh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty stif- I stereotypical. Like, I feel like boomers also love <laughs> playing games with the waitress, like just trying to be funny and stuff. And I sit there and I'm like, just let her do her thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She just wants to serve you food and go home. And now she's got to put up with this. And they're trying to be all funny. And maybe it's just my, my No, thing. my dad does that too. Yeah. All right. Intern Mikey says, boomers love to say the grass is going to love this when it rains. Because <laughs> the grass really needed it. Uh-huh. I say, yeah. like, we needed this. Mm-hmm. We needed this. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says at Mexican restaurants, boomers love to say, I don't want to fill up on chips, but I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Bray too. <laughs> boomers love to send text-worthy emails. Oh, here's one, no matter what city you're living in. Well, you know what they say about uh, Atlanta. You know what they say about Charleston. You know what they say about Charleston. If you don't like the weather, just wait 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, intern Carly. Boomers insist on using a flashlight to see the menu at any restaurant. That's because it's dark and that is not just boomers. Somebody has been triggered. I'm there now. I'm totally there. I also am like, (laughs) I will ask them to turn the music down. It's so loud. We're not at a club. (laughs) I went to one of my... My favorite old school um, dive bars last night that I haven't been to in years and years and years because my friend was having an event right next to it, Righteous Room uh, on Pont. Uh-huh. And um, I don't even know if I left a really good tip because I couldn't read what the bill was. <laughs> so I think I over-tipped because I was just estimating. Boomers love to take pictures at the worst angles. Boomers love to leave their name, number, and the time on every voicemail they leave, even though it shows it now. Boomers love to ask you everything about your personal life. 
Boomers love to mispronounce Chipotle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and they know how to do it, too. They just do it to be funny. Boomers love to ask, who's that? When you show them a meme, like you know everyone on the internet. <laughs> um, intern Kiara, boomers love their wallet phone cases. Man, I can't help but think of Dr. Michelle whenever we're on Bart's Big Adventure our- and she has to open up her phone yes. to take pictures. Yes. Uh, boomers love large fonts on their phones. Mm-hmm. Boomers hate headphones. Instead, they love to subject everyone else around them to whatever they're listening to. Boomers love to type out their text one painful letter at a time. <gasps> We don't do that? No. No. What do we do? My, my mother does that. It, it is so annoying. I do the drag text thing. I don't, I like, I'm just, I, I'm a rapid texter. N- no, I don't think it means like rapid text with your thumbs. I think like it means that. one finger. Boop. Oh. Boop. Like, you know, okay. if you're pecking at a keyboard. Uh, really? Okay. People do that? Yes. I my mother so. texts like that. <laughs> yes. Well, my husband does, but he's missing a digit, so we're going to get him. The Bird Show. All right, so is Abby being protective or overstepping boundaries here? Yeah, I, I showed up at my friend's ex's house. Um, but I swear. <laughs> we can stop right there. It's yeah. done. I swear. It was all in the name of being a good friend. So this is the guy that I've been bringing up for the past like couple of months now. It's my friend. She's been dating that older established guy who... Anytime, like, his family's in town, he is avoiding her, going out of his way to make sure, like, they are not in the same place. And then he wouldn't call her his girlfriend. He's like, we're exclusive, but you're not my girlfriend. I'm like, buddy, just say nobody else wants to sleep with you except for her. So, (laughs) So, anyway, they've been dating, and at some point, like, it starts to get pretty good. Every time she calls me, she's like, dude, I know there's all these issues going on, but, like, when we're together... It's amazing. Like, I really could see myself marrying this guy. Like, he's the type of guy I've always seen myself with. And so I'm like, you know what? You're a capable individual. If you're happy, then I'm happy. I'm not going to try and step in, even though I think he's a little bit of a loser, but whatever. (laughs) And so, um, you know, they've been dating. Everything's been going great. And then he goes to his hometown for a couple of weeks. And that's when she started to get a little bit nervous because anytime he left town, he'd go a little MIA. He would use the excuse that he's just like spending time with his family. And she started to get nervous. And so as he's gone in his hometown, he does exactly what we predicted. He goes a little MIA. She's freaking out. And then one night she's out at this bar that they frequent and she sees all of his friends. She goes over, she's buddy buddy with him at this point. She's like, hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, hey, Brett, how you doing? And they start talking about when her male companion is coming back to town because she's like, yeah, he's supposed to be here this week. I'm really excited to see him. And they say, well, he just texts us all in the group chat today that he's going to be spending another week and a half in his hometown. And she's like, what? Because obviously she thinks they're in a relationship. Even if she doesn't have the label girlfriend, it's been five months, like you're his girlfriend. And she's like, he didn't tell me that. Like, that's not the story that I got. So the next day she texts him and she's like, I really didn't appreciate finding out from your friends that you were going to be gone for another week and a half. Like, I I wish you would have told me. Mm -hmm. And then he backtracks. He says, well, I didn't tell them that. I absolutely never told him that. She saw the screenshots. He absolutely told them that. And so it kind of kicks off this fight and all this tension. And so he ends up flying back to this city. He shows up at her house and he breaks things off with her. He's like, you know what? I just don't think I'm in the right place for a relationship, but I wanted to make sure I did it in person. I'm going back to my my hometown. Okay, mini credit. 
Mini credit. Mini credit for that. He did it in person. Dude flies yeah. all the way back to break up face to face after five months. Well, let me. We don't hear stories like that yeah, anymore. That's true. Yeah, and that is some credit. <laughs> well, get ready to deduct some points okay. here. Oh, all right. Because all right. he's like, okay, I came back specifically to break up with you. I'm going back home. Doesn't do that. So my man's every single day for the rest of the week made some kind of excuse to see her. First, it was I want to come over and I just want to explain myself more. I don't really feel like we left out on good terms. So he comes back over. They hash it out. They're sobbing. Well, she's sobbing. He's emotionless for like four hours. And then she thinks that's the end. He's going home. Sayonara, buddy. The next day, he makes another excuse. Oh my gosh, can, I, I, there's one more thing I wanted to tell you. I need to come over and, and we need mm. to hash this out again. What is he doing? It, they're, mm. bas- they're basically just beating a dead horse. And that happens for four days. So this is like Sunday through Thursday. So Thursday comes around and she actually goes over to his place. I don't know. I mean, this girl was in love with him. She would have gone over. He like had a boo-boo and he was like, can you kiss it and make it better? I'll come over. So they, she goes over to his house. They beat the dead horse again and she leaves the house and she ends up accidentally, truly accidentally leaving like a laptop cord while she was there. The problem is she was hanging out with me in a different city on Friday. So Friday comes around. She gets a call from him while we're together. And I'm like, hang up that phone. I do not want to hear from this man. <laughs> so she picks up the phone and he's like, hey, did you know that you left your laptop cord at my house? She's like, I didn't know that. You can just drop it off my roommate's home. It'll be fine. And he goes, oh, you're not home. Oh, you're not home. Oh, well, I'll drop it off on Saturday. She goes, well, I'm not going to be home on Saturday. She goes, oh, okay. Well, I'll drop it off on Sunday. And so she's like, whatever. Sunday comes around. He doesn't drop off the cord when he says he's going to drop it off. And so I look at her and I'm like, I'm going over mm-hmm. to his house mm-hmm. and I am getting this cord because I don't, I, this has gone on long enough. Mm-hmm. This is like now a week it's long torture. breakup. It's cruel at this point. It's cruel. On both ends. On, on both ends. Uh, yeah, not cruel on her end, but allowing him to continue to somehow keep connected in this really dysfunctional way. She got some thinking to do also. But have you never been in that point where you weren't ready to break up with somebody and they keep giving you hope and you're just clinging on to that hope? He's he's manipulating the situation. He is manipulating mm-hmm. the situation. I agree with that. She's also a grown woman and mm-hmm. knows when she needs to cut the cord. Mm-hmm. It's some enabling on her part. Absolutely. And do I, I mean, I'm avoidant. I'm the kind of person that would just be like, bye, you don't want to be with me. But that's, she's a lover girl. She wants to be mm-hmm. with them. So I look at her and I'm like, I'm driving to his house now. I'm getting that cord. <laughs> and she looks at me and she's like, mm, nah, mm. and I'm like, well, I'm going to get there first. So I dr- I jump in my Maserati. I'm like driving <laughs> down to his little town. Maserati. <laughs> Ma- that's a new, that's a new model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, th- didn't you know Maserati and yes. Mazda got together, uh-huh. got together and they made the new Maserati? Uh, it's a little faster, more efficient on gas. Specifically for these scenarios, when a white girl's got to show up at her her friend's ex's house and be like, give me the cord. So I pull up to his house. She's like, coming right behind me in her car. I jump out of my vehicle. She jumps jumps out of hers. She runs to the door. And at this point, I've accepted defeat. I don't want to look crazy. She can look crazy. It's too late. (laughs) We're already doing donuts in the suburbs. She shows up, gets his cord, and then we sat in my Maserati and cried about it for a little bit. Dang. And thank God it's over now. It's over. Is it over? Over? Yeah, I keep calling her every day. I'm like, just doing a wellness check. We're done, right? You need a good friend. I can't think of the reason why he kept, like, keeping that door just a little bit open over and over and over again. I feel like it's like one of those just in case situations. Yeah. Like a part of you wants to move on, but you still want to have that security net just in case it don't go your way. Right. Don't know what he wants. Uh-uh. That's the thing. He doesn't know what he wants. Are you looking for excitement? 
in Atlanta. Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard. Atlanta United. Just give it one try. Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or anniversary, may I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match and I got to enjoy delicious wine and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United gear. Visit atlutd.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's atlutd.com. The Bird Show. Her sister wants her to co-sign on the new car she wants, but she's afraid her sister will ruin her credit. Listen, if you have a, a dilemma or you need some advice, um, you can always hit us up at theburtshow.com and shoot us an email. We'll read it, throw it out to the Burt Show fam. Nine times out of ten, somebody has been in the exact situation as you. Mo's got the email. I find myself in a tricky situation, and I could really use some advice. My sister recently approached me about something, and I feel really torn. She wants to buy a brand new car. She told me that she needs a co-signer because she won't pass the credit check on her own. She turned to me, her only sister, asking if I would be willing to co-sign for her. While I want to be there for her and help her out, I'm also concerned about the potential consequences this could have on my own finances. My sister and I have always been there for each other. She supported me in other ways besides money, so I feel obligated to support her in whatever way she needs to. So, if I were in her position, I would hope she would help me too. On the other hand, I've worked really hard to establish a good credit score, which I'm proud of. I have plans to buy a house in the next couple of years. I'm going to need my sister. I'm going to need my good credit score in order to make that happen. Obviously, co-signing for my sister's car loan could risk that, especially if she were to miss payments. I've considered proposing alternative solutions, such as helping her find a reliable used car or assisting her in improving her credit score over time. However, I know she really has her heart set on this car and I won't want to hear and she won't want to hear those options. I'm sure so many people have been in a similar situation, so I'd love to hear some advice or wisdom. All right, so I don't have a sister, but I have a brother who I would do pretty much anything for. So if he came to me and wanted to do this, I would sit down with him, pen and paper with a with a well, pen and paper, with a laptop, and I would establish out the gate, "Hey, um I love that you came to me. 
um, and that you know uh, I'll be there for you and I want to help you and that um, that you can come to me if you need something. Um, I, I truly um, appreciate that and I, I value our relationship. Um, you know that I've got great credit, so of course you would want me to, to, to sign for the car. Uh, but I want to remind you that, you know, I want to buy a house in a couple years and I really need this credit to to stay top notch in order for me to get a good rate, blah, 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 whatever. So um, I just need us to put on paper here. What is your budget and show me how you're able to afford this car and I will have no problem signing off on it because I feel sometimes people think in like they just in their head like oh I can afford this but then when you actually put the numbers on paper like how much you make and what you spend on your other essentials turns out you don't have enough to cover that you know shiny brand new car which sucks and I know she wants it but there's a lot of things in life that we want that we can't get at the moment that could potentially, like we could potentially get, you know, a couple years down the road. So before just like blind signing, I think you got to do your due diligence and have your sister write out her budget to prove that she can afford this car and will be able to cover the payments. I agree. Would that Uh, be an insult though, if you did that with your sister? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's fair because I mean, obviously credit is, is a big deal. And I would be afraid that if nothing else, it would uh, damage my sister and I's relationship if she didn't take it seriously or if mm-hmm. she couldn't maintain the payment. So I would do it for her because she's my sister, one. And two, the line where she said, if I were in her position, I would hope she would do it for me. So if you feel that way, I think you should help her. But I certainly think you should come up with a plan that makes you both feel comfortable about doing it. Don't do it. Just don't. You already have reservations in your gut about it. And here's the thing that's going to stay. The inquiry is going to stay on your report for two years. So if you want to buy a house within the next couple of years, it's going to show up. If she defaults on payments, you're responsible. So you are going to get turned over to collections or you're responsible for the payment. I just think when it's a long-term loan like this, it's messy. And if your sister was like, on the up and up and I don't know for some reason she couldn't she needed you as a co-signer but you knew she had a solid history of payments on time that's one thing but because there's always already the I'm not sure in your gut don't ruin your own credit score this isn't about not supporting her this is about making sure you what you work for isn't ruined now what if you put that presented that to your sister and be like hey here's some things that could happen if these payments don't get made on time and like made sure she was aware of all of those facts. I just, I don't, I wouldn't personally would not feel comfortable if I had any doubts at the outset, putting my future in the hands of somebody else, unless I knew I could cover the car payment just fine without yeah. like it being a problem, then I'd probably sign. Like if I were a Richie Rich and I could be like, I got you this month, then I would sign. Abby? For me, I think it depends solely on who your sibling is. Like for me, I know my brother would never miss a car payment. So it wouldn't be a huge risk for me, even though I would probably have a lot of anxiety about it. Mm -hmm. So I think it just really depends. Is your sibling responsible enough to take on, would they take this loan as seriously as you would? And also I'm with Kristen, like you got to do what any um, loan uh, loan giver outer would do (laughs) and and do a little bit of a history. Make sure that this person can afford it. Does she have the budget to do it? You got to know your sibling because I have three sisters. I would do it for two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> the Bird Show. So we are about to start texting for Claire here. And we all have this friend, right, that can bag the first date. 
But for whatever reason, the follow-up date just doesn't happen. Claire is not that person, but her friend is. Claire thinks she knows why, and she wants our help breaking it to her friend. Hello, Claire. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Okay. Your email says that your friend is really depressed and confused. Yeah, it's it's super sad. It makes me sad, too. All right, tell us what's going on with her. So, just to give you, like, a little background, you know, I'm in um, this girl group. We have, there's about five of us, and, um, you know, we're all pretty close, and um, we're all in relationships except our one friend, let's call her Rachel. And she's really, like, nice and pretty, and, like, she's super funny, and she does go on lots of dates, and like you said, she does, like, you know, have problems getting that second date and like we all feel like we know why she isn't getting like the second dates but we're like just so embarrassed to like you know bring it up to her because it's like kind of a really personal thing okay before we even find out what that is how close to her are you so we're we're pretty close I wouldn't say we're like the best friends out of the group but like you know we care about each other and you know I'd say we're pretty good friends. All right. Just so I have all the info, is there anybody else in this girl group that is closer to her than you are? Um, I don't think so. I was the one who introduced her to the group. You know, we met like at work, not as coworkers, but I did meet her there and she seemed pretty cool. So I did introduce her to the group. Um, but yeah, so I'd say I'm probably the closest one to her. Okay, so what is yours and your friend's hunch on why she is not getting a second date time and time again? It's her body odor. No. Yeah. And it's, like, really bad. Like, you can smell her from, like, feet away. And some days are worse than others, I'll say that, but... And I'm sure the summer is brutal. Oh, yeah. It's... And it just makes me feel so bad for her because it's like this big elephant in the room and like I feel like we have to do something because I I just don't I can't let it stand and you guys think that that's the reason why she's not getting second dates is because when these guys get a whiff of her on their first date they don't think Mm -hmm. they can stomach a second yeah and she meets all these guys online so it's not like they have like yeah no. Right. You guys have never had like any kind of casual dialogue about this. Like this is going to come from completely out of left field to her. Yeah, we've talked about it obviously with each other, but never said anything. I mean, maybe like offering like body spray when we're all getting ready to go out or something. But like you guys probably know that doesn't do much. Um, but. Mm-mm. Just, and like we've all been saying how like I'm the most tactile in the group. Obviously, I'm close with her, like closer. And, you know, so they're thinking I should do it, but I feel like I can't. Like I have no idea like how, you know. How sensitive is she? Do you think if you bring this up to her, it would be the kind of thing that would make her not want to be friends with you anymore? Maybe. Like I'm imagining, like I'm definitely imagining her getting very upset and like, just being like feeling insecure or whatever. I don't want to make her feel bad. I just kind of want to bring her awareness to it. And two questions. Is she kind of like 
Um, as far as her lifestyle, she's very natural. So she's opposed to like regular deodorants that have all that aluminum in them. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I know exactly. I, I use a natural deodorant. Um, is, she, is she one of those type of people? Yes, okay. 100%. All right, good to know. That's real good info because I tried that non-chemical-y stuff and yeah. the first couple of weeks I reeked, but then it was cool. Yeah, no, and I, I use the natural stuff too um, and it's and it's great. Um, the second thing is, has she specifically come and asked you or your friend group, why am I not getting second? Why do you think I'm not getting second dates? Has she like lamented enough that you are within your right as a friend to offer up this unsolicited advice? Yeah, you know, she literally, like, this past weekend, she was, you know, crying to us about it. And we were trying to console her, telling her, you know, it's not you, you know. And it, we tried to make her feel better, but, you know, it was recent, so, yeah. All right, so, Claire, give us a couple of minutes here, and then when we come back, I've got an idea or some ideas on how to text your friend and say, look, we got to do something here. I think we have an understanding of why you're not getting a second date. So we'll try to put together a strategy and we'll start texting your best friend coming up in just a couple of minutes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Listen, it's the Bird Show. Okay. We're about to start texting one of Claire's friends here who time and time again isn't getting a second follow-up date with dude. She's got no problem getting the date. Either it's on dating apps or online or what have you. It's the second date that she's really frustrated and has kind of put her into like this mini depression. She's a little on the confused side. And Claire and her girlfriend group thinks that she needs to have a very sensitive texting conversation with the friend to say they all think it's because... It's her body odor. And obviously her friend doesn't know that this is a problem. So how do you even tell somebody that? Um, When you initially told us this, Claire, before we start texting here, I'm wondering if we address the one or two times that she didn't necessarily smell good, yet not attach it to all of the dates. Because I can see her getting just so embarrassed Mm -hmm. if we are pinpointing that. She's going to go through her heads on all the dates she's had. Oh, my God, how long have I smelled like this and you guys haven't told me? Mm -hmm. So I wonder if we bring it up as a new thing and don't attach the dates to it. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. correlation is not causation. And also, it feels like a pile-on. If we're like, you stink, and that's why you're single. You know what I mean? It's like, not only are you single, but you're, you're single and you stink. Yeah, I don't think it would hurt her feelings less. It's going to hurt her feelings either way. But, like, it wouldn't hurt her feelings a little less to know that you're presenting her with this information for a cause of something that she has complained about in her life as opposed to just simply doing it because, like, we don't like it. I was thinking that if Kristen was going to approach me on something like this, yeah, I'm going to be awkward. It's going to be embarrassing for me. But she would do it out of the goodness of her heart. I mean, I know Kristen. I know she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. And I'm assuming your friend thinks the same of you. I'm just concerned that if we say this is the reason why you're not getting a second date, it's going to lead to more anxiety Mm. because now she starts to, again, play that film in her head on how many guys and how long has this gone on for. I wonder if we present it as a new problem. I see hmm. most side though. It seems like the end, rather than just telling your friend they stink, but like, hey, you've come to us, like you've come to me about this issue about second dates, and I, I have a theory. <sighs> it's tough. I, I'm just thinking of it in terms of. I feel like I would receive it better if I felt like you were telling me in order to help me in yeah. some area of my life, as opposed to just simply telling me because you stink. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. That's how I was thinking about it. 
Abby, you've taken a side either way. Well, I like what you said about the natural deodorant. Like, I almost wonder if there's a take that we can have that focuses more on the fact that, like, her de- her natural deodorant and her natural way of eliminating odor is the problem. Because then it's not, you smell, you stink. This is why you're single. It's like, hey, I've been trying out that natural deodorant. It's not working for me. How do you feel like it's been working for you? And we sort of weasel our way into the conversation. But what if she turns around and goes, oh, it's great. No problems here. Yeah. Then I feel and like- then we got to go, what? Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> then I feel like that's when you play hardball. But I, I don't know. I just feel like that's a little bit more of a sensitive way to take it rather than just going straight for you reek. You know what? Let's let her decide. Claire, Mober, mm-hmm. Abby. What if we were like, hey, I know you're upset about not getting second dates with these guys. If I had a theory as to why this you weren't getting these second dates, but it could be harsh to hear, would you want to hear it? I like that. Mm-hmm. As your friend, I want this to be helpful, not hurtful. Is this information you would be open to? I think that's um, the text right there. Yeah. What do you think yeah. of that, Claire? Okay. I I agree. I think that sounds great. Okay, perfect. So, Claire, you're going to text her and be like, hey, I've been thinking about your dilemma. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've been thinking about your dilemma. I know you've mentioned several times your first dates never lead to second dates. I have a theory as to why this may be happening. You're my friend, and the last thing I want to do is hurt your feelings. Do you want me to share this theory with you? Who's going to turn around and go, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, y'all. That's when you can always say, you asked. You know what I mean? It's such a good tease. I don't know how she says no to this. Like, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Can I speak for Cassie for just one second? Sure. This whole thing stinks. (laughs) 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 If Cassie was here, she would have said it. That was not my joke. That is Cassie's joke by proxy. Yeah. Do you remember back in the day how it was so cheesy and corny, but when you and whenever you parted ways with somebody, you always be like, smell you later. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I get mad when Tiffany doesn't stink. You're weird. That is such a, every time you say that, it's such a weird thing. I, I want her working ooh, ooh, out right she after. She texted me back, guys. Hold on. I'm, I'm about to tell them more. <laughs> About my fetish. <laughs> my fetish. Are you going to have her rub like a handkerchief under her armpits and put it in your luggage for Japan? What so a great nasty. idea. But it has to be after a spray tan because that's my favorite. Spray Ew. tan and sweat together. Oh, it's so gross. It's so hot. She's what? sweating after a spray tan? Yes, it's so hot. She oh. got to be streaky as hell. It stinks under there. It's oh my nasty. God. It's so hot. I would what she hit you back with? All right, guys. She said... Absolutely, dot, dot, dot. Enlighten me. At this rate, I'm going to be 80 and single. Okay. All right. All right. She's open to it. All right. What do we say? You stay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think your deodorant's working. That's what we should say. Okay. Just straight like that? Well, no, I want you to start with, again, (laughs) I want to reiterate, this is coming from a place of kindness. I don't think your deodorant is working. Okay, be prepared for this because she's going to go, how long has this been going on? Right. That's what I, my first right. question would be, because how long has she not been able to get second dates? Well, how I mean, long have you known been, her to stink? I mean, we've all been friends for six months now. So six um, months. Mm. Yeah, six months. I'd have questions for once I got past the awkwardness. I'd have so many questions. How long has this been going on? Is everybody talking about oh, this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you first notice it? I'd have so many questions. 
This can't, I would also topic. deny it probably too. Like this can't be the reason why I'm not getting second dates. Be in denial. Yeah, she might even turn it around on Claire here and feel like she's being a bit of a mean girl. I mean, six months isn't too long of a time to be friends with someone. That's true. Mm-hmm. God, it's good being a guy, man. I just straight up tell you. Yeah. You straight up tell me. Like, just like that. Ain't Damn, no you reek. Ain't no thing. Yeah. Must be nice. Yep. Be like, did you go dumpster diving today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friends threw me in a dumpster after I got thrown into Lake Michigan. <laughs> Aren't they so funny? <laughs> um, she said, okay, ouch, but I'm not just upset about recent dates. I've been single for years. Well, yes, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think you say, there. like, I can only go by what I've known, what I've known of you. Just thought it might be helpful. Just, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Use my code for degree for 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> Claire25. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm thinking of all the places you wouldn't want to be with her. Like, whenever you go to tapings of American Idol and everybody always raises their hands and, like, sways them back and forth. Oh, my goodness. An airplane. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere. Mm -mm. A theme park. Oh. (laughs) The gym. Yep. Long car rides. Oh, a road trip. Elevator. Mm -hmm. Oh. At least that's Mm. fleeting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She said... What you've known of me, question mark. You know me to sting, question mark. That's what I'm known for, question mark. Uh, yeah, you guys really mess that one up. Just say, no, it's something I've noticed. Should we say something I've noticed from time to time, or we we being honest here? Is it all the time, Claire? Yeah, basically. Okay. okay, all right, be like, it is something I've noticed, but just now feel comfortable telling you because of how much I value you as a friend. Mm. That's good. Should we also add, instead of saying that last part, should it be... Also, because I know how much this whole situation has been affecting you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I value it as a friend. And I also know how much your current dating situation has affected you. Okay. Sent. Um, That was just. Oh, funny. she answered. Yep. She said something you noticed when? Uh-oh. Question mark. Oh. January 15th. <laughs> 7 p.m. <laughs> the exact date. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think you say like I can't pinpoint an exact date. But it's been enough to where I have a hunch that this might be the cause of you not getting second dates. Boom. That verbatim. Boom. All right. Sent. I could be wrong. It could be your breath also. It could be the way you dress. <laughs> could be your feet. There's a lot of things. Right. You're a close talker. <laughs> no. The could close. be that also. Oh, my God. They, Should it be a spitter? Back up off me. Yep. Accidental spitter. Yeah. Have you ever been talking to somebody and they spit something in your mouth? Yep. Yeah. In, oh. in? Or, or on your food. Something oh. flicked off, like flicked out of her mouth and landed. Oh, no. It was white. Oh. It was, oh. I feel like every time, you know, we don't do them often anymore, but we do like bar appearances. It becomes like that at like midnight mm-hmm. where you're like dodging spit. Yes, like absolutely. It's like you're in the Matrix. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because everybody has to talk close to you. Hey, you remember that bit you did <laughs> December 3rd when you called that guy and he hung up on you? And they're just spitting That's all over. exactly <laughs> like that. So she said, so you've quote unquote noticed this on more than one occasion? Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh. Just say yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Nothing else? Nope. Nope. All right. Short and sweet. I mean, it's awkward for her. So, I mean, I think this is probably natural to ask questions and... Processing it. She probably doesn't want to believe this either. 
I will say this is going surprisingly well. If someone told me I smelled, I don't know if I would take it this well. Yeah, well, yeah no, it's not too that. bad. She's very receptive. Mm-hmm. It just always shocks me that you don't know. Yeah. You know, like you don't smell yourself. For it to be an all the time thing. Right. She, oh, she said, honestly, I think it might just be you. I think you are extra sensitive. Nobody has said, ever said this before. <gasps> what? Be like, then just respond back. Okay. Could be. You might be right. Yeah. All right. You might be right. It was just a hunch. Hope you're not offended. Okay. okay. There you go. Perfect. What Bert just That's said. That's great. Love you. It was just a hunch. Enjoy Hope dying you're alone. you're not offended. Love you. Oh. <laughs> Enjoy spinsterhood. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you, like, yeah, sneak into gonna... her house tonight and, like, put in a bunch of, like, for, like those Glade plugins all over her house? And mm-hmm. maybe that'll, like, stick to her? <laughs> or Febreze? Yeah, Isn't light, Febreze, light like... <laughs> she come around. Oh, she said thanks for the theory, period. Is that bad? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. all you can do. Okie dokie. I think we've, <laughs> pl- we've planted a seed. You know? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's probably not going to yeah. ask you to now, go to dinner anytime soon. <laughs> no, Claire, what you have to do is text your other friends and be like, all right, I jumped on this stank grenade for everybody, and I told her, <laughs> and she thinks it's me, not her. So when she comes to you mm. and says, hey, do I smell? Don't sit there and be like, no. <laughs> I don't know what Claire's coming. <laughs> yeah. like, me, Claire is. How dare she say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So don't All let right. them drive over you with the stink bus. Like, <laughs> let them know. I told her she's being incredulous about it. So if she if she comes to you, be honest. Yeah, I need backup for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got your point across, though. She's probably going to listen to your advice. She is just, it's awkward, man. It's she's really hurt. awkward. She's hurt. Yeah. Mm. She's probably, <sighs> and once she settles down, she's it, things are going to be just fine. But right now, she's just, she's, it's just awkward. But Kristen's got a yeah. great point. You got to get to your friends immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like right now. Yeah. yeah. So she's going to yeah. text and be like, do I stay? She's yeah. going to start sniffing around for sure. <laughs> Thank God, it's about time she started. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Claire, good luck. Thank you so much for all your help, guys. Hey, Claire, smell you later. (laughs) 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 The Bird Show.